Hey guys, welcome to Soul Cleanse. If you are craving something that you don't even know what you're feeling anymore, if you're craving a shift in your life, in your mind, in your body, this is where you're supposed to be. You were brought here for a reason. You were brought here to understand your patterns, to move through things, to shift things in your life, and to really learn the tools to bring you into your highest potential of who you are meant to be. Let's dive into all the uncomfortable conversations and the gifts that are going to bring you closer to you. Hi, beauties. Beautiful souls, soul divers. We are in for quite a bit of a treat today. Getting for some obvious, like, realness, as you know how I do. I'm so, um, humbled by my friend Amy sharing her gifts and her story here on Soul Cleanse. I'm at a you know loss of words for experiences and I I, I always usually kind of get like that sometimes and it depends on different areas that I'm going through within my life but right now it's just honoring a deep uh, sacred space for her and um it's just, it's so, so <sighs> profound to see where someone will go with their journey, to see where their journey takes them when they step into the ownership and, and speaking up and saying, this is not right, where that can lead within yourself. When you know inside, inside your soul, inside your heart, this is not right. I'm going to speak up. I'm going to, I'm going to claim ownership of my life, of my lifeline, because this is not how it's going to go down. So my magnificent friend, Amy, that I'm so grateful for to be connected to her on the social media platform, just some of the most beautiful souls that we get to connect with on social media, through podcasts, through social media out in the world sometimes to, for us to just see each other as the real humanness, like for us to show our real humanness. I, I just adore this woman. She's a dear friend of mine and I'm so grateful for you, Amy, um, for you really just listening to your inner scream. And now it's came, become like such a gift that you're now giving to women. So we're going to dive into her journey, her story, and the normalcy that we think is normal with our periods, but it's not. And if you guys, I don't know if you guys don't know, but my periods are extremely painful, extremely. So I'm not surprised on generally, Amy, that I was connected to you from just your energy, but then also with the alignment of the energy of the work you do with the incredible woman. So what a journey. So let's dive into women and our cycles and her journey and what it looks like to actually really speak up for yourself. 
and to take out that this is normal. This is not normal. This is an opportunity for you to reclaim yourself and rewrite and really honestly rebirth you. Let's dive in to the most just one of my dear friends here, Amy. Let's dive into your beautifulness. Hello, hello. Welcome, Soul Divers. We have an, uh, an amazing guest today, as all my fucking guests are so absolutely incredible. Um, but she's a dear friend of mine that is uh, specializes in like women, which I'm totally about this conversation. <laughs> but we're not going to the like that route. We're talking about like uh, us. The, the cycles of our periods and menstrual and all the things to do and what not to do. And she just has such fucking ownership and it's such an honor to like know you just in general, even if you didn't know this stuff, you're just, your energy's fucking phenomenal. I adore you. I love you. And just, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you and you guys just like get a tea. If you're cleaning, just get comfortable and, um, listen to the cycles and we're going to have a real honest conversation on how it's been for us. Um, she's going to have some tools and things to kind of give you guys out there. And she's totally here. If you want to approach her to see for like working with her too. So I'm super excited to have a conversation with you, Amy. So, um, I'm super excited, super (laughs) excited, super honored to be here. I frigging love our conversations behind the scenes. So I'm so excited to have one that we can gift to others and Mm. see where this takes us. But yes, I love and appreciate everything you do and put out in the world. So I'm so honored to be here as well and share what it is that I do. Gosh, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Um, Let's talk about the the realness of our periods, but I also want to, before we get started today, I would love for us to set an intention on what we would like to release for ourselves, what we would like to maybe release into the world, whatever speaks to you, and then we we say that out loud. Ooh, powerful. Mm, that's beautiful. My intention for sure for this episode and for this conversation is to help women understand that just because what we all go through is common doesn't make it normal or okay. And I would love to release out for everyone so much love and acceptance and support for whatever it is that they're going through when it comes to their female health and have continued to go through because it's, you know, normal to do so. And Mm. we're going to switch that today. My intention is to continue to have these in-depth conversations for you guys to really be able to have this platform to know that you can go back and listen to these things and reach out to these incredible people that share their gifts into the world and just know that there's so many people that are so gifted at what they're doing and to reach out to them. And I just love this for you guys to have. And that's my intention for you guys to just honor these conversations and see where it takes you in your own life. Beautiful. Uh, four words emotionally who you were before you got into doing this work like how were who I was mm-hmm. wow powerful question friend um <laughs> who I was I was an entirely different person than I am now 
I was a shell of a human. I was in complete victim and survival mode. And I was very just rolling with the punches of whatever life gave me instead of taking charge and creating life the way I wanted it to be. And now I'm the opposite. <laughs> I am now the opposite. I am now very intentional with everything that I do and very intentional in staying in alignment for what it is that I believe, what it is that I'm working for. And so deeply trusting that I know what is best for me and how capable I am of going out and finding it and making sure that I can get it. Mm. Complete shift there for you. Oh, night and day, night and day. And, and and honestly, you you if you can't hide that that your light shines that Thank completely. Mm -hmm. Be curious on what you actually looked like before. It's uh, it's one of those things where it's like same same but different. You know, there's this there's this dullness. There is mm. a there is a hidden sadness that maybe I see because I know it was there, but I feel like it's pretty obvious. It was very obvious that I was in pain all the time, but yet trying to pretend like I wasn't and trying to live life through a lens of let's pretend I'm not in pain today and see how I can do. And it was just so much numbing and suppression and just day by day living that it's very, very different. It's a very different vibe <laughs> for Amy then and now. For sure. Man. I want to see a picture. I have to send me one. Okay. So I definitely I'll find one. See. <laughs> um, there's so much that I want to just like by just saying what you just said now, like I, there's so many things I want to dive into, but I want to share like what um, I would love for you to introduce and kind of share your expertise too. Mm -hmm. I would love that. Um, I could start with where this all started for me, where that shift started happening probably yeah. a good thing to start. So hi, my name is Amy Linnaeus and I love to talk about periods and empower women about their health. And this started with me going through that journey myself of getting my period when I was younger, it being very extreme, very painful, very heavy and very symptomatic. And when I sought help, it was not helpful. I was met with a lot of, oh, congratulations, you're becoming a woman. Welcome to womanhood. This is your life now. And I just couldn't believe it. It didn't land well for me that that's a part of who we are, that being a woman is the same as an equal to living in pain once a month, if not more. And so I continued to live in pain and live in this realm of heavy periods and see the other girls around me struggling with this new phase of their life, but maybe not as much as I was. And so that brought on a lot of feelings of less than, and they're dealing with this better than I am. I must be less than. And then it just kept getting worse. It kept getting worse. And so I finally decided to be a squeaky wheel for lack of a better term. I kept seeking help, kept getting met with the same answers. And then finally, I was loud enough that they started doing a little bit of testing, offered to do an ultrasound. And then it was, well, let's like do an exploratory surgery. I was like, whoo, that's a big jump. But yes, I'm struggling so deeply. And so we did an exploratory surgery. And it turns out I had endometriosis. So mm -hmm. that is a 
chronic inflammatory condition where your uterine lining proliferates outside of where it's supposed to be, kind of like an uncancerous cancer that just goes and wreaks all sorts of havoc. And so once I had the diagnosis, then it was actually conversations of, okay, so you're actually going to have pain for the rest of your life. You are going to struggle with your periods. You will probably have problems with infertility. And then, you know, hopefully you'll hit menopause and it'll just be this whole other nightmare, but then you're done. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Fuck. We not like (laughs) menopause and this whole thing, which I could talk about menopause and how it's like characterized as something that it shouldn't be either but I digress um that was the whole start of all of this so then I I went into a really dark place especially when I was told I would have trouble having children if not have children at all I was one of those girls where when they said to you hey what do you want to be when you grow up write a paper on you know what career you're going to have in the future I was not career oriented at all I was family I was ready to have children and they told me that I couldn't. And so that was very detrimental to me. So I was dealing with my mental health and my physical health all at once. And from there it was surgeries and medications and like mounds and mounds of both of those things. And finally in my early twenties, I was still having pain almost every day. I was on a lot of medications and they just kept telling me, you know what, we're just going to do another surgery and then maybe we'll have a hysterectomy. And it was at that point I was like, "Mm, you know what, I'm on all of this stuff anyways, and I'm still having pain. I'm doing all of these things. They're telling me I'm supposed to do. What if I just didn't? Mm. What if I just stopped and started from scratch with the awareness of a young adult versus a teenager and see what is serving me and what isn't. So I safely went off of all of my medications, including birth control, everything, and started from scratch, started looking into alternative therapies, started doing my own research, started becoming empowered with the knowledge that I know my body best, even the people who are technically, and I'm using air quotes here, smarter than I am about the human body. It was quite an experience to go through and it built everything that I'm building now. It is just built from there from my early twenties to now. And I still feel like it's still growing, but from that, I was able to have our first son. I was able to become pain-free endometriosis. Endometriosis doesn't go away, but I've been able to get to a point where I understand my body and what it needs. And I give that to it every day so that I can be pain-free. And we were able to have our second son after that. It was um, a beautiful shift. There was lots of highs and lows. Healing journeys are not linear, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) There are ups and downs and adjustments and pivots. And this works for her, but didn't maybe work for me. This works for me. doesn't work great. We're all individuals. But going on that journey and discovering what I needed as an individual and then discovering a pattern that there is a lot of broad things that if a lot of women could just dive into, they would see huge results, even just with their period problems and their hormone problems, their highs and lows, PMS, those kind of things. There are a lot that we can do that is commonality and a lot we can learn to connect with ourselves as individuals and what our individual hormone cycles look like. And that is what I do now. I'm a peaceful period coach. I (laughs) created a program to help women go from painful periods to peaceful ones and it has just been this beautiful roller coaster of an experience. Wow. 
Wow. I mean, I'm taking that in because it's the first time I've heard all of that from you too. So it's just. It was a lot. There's a lot of little details in there that maybe will come up as we dive into more questions and things here, but that's like the broad version. <laughs> mm, man. When, when you had that moment when they were, you know, trying to do the surgery for the next one, like I, I hear the power that came through you. Like what, what was that? Where, where did that inner voice come from? Like, mm. so there's probably the epicenter of like the deep part of the story, which I will share with you because it is, um, it is powerful and it is a huge piece of who I am. I almost died actually. And that is what shifted that extra bit in me to continue to be an advocate for myself and to make sure that I help other women do the same. So I, after we had our first son, got very sick again. All of my symptoms came back. It was awful. And then it changed. It wasn't the same pain anymore. It was a different pain. And it was more intense, believe it or not, if I could even go through more intense pain, which is hard to describe because I was already in such a level of pain regularly, but it got worse somehow and quickly and different. And I ended up going to the hospital three or four times in one week. And I kept saying like, this is different. It's different. I, I'm not doing well. I'm in so much pain. And they kept saying, well, it's just your endometriosis flaring up. So here's a moment where my diagnosis didn't serve me at all. It labeled me. And I kept saying, no, it's different. And they kept sending me home with heavier and heavier pain meds and sedation meds to just get me through this flare up that wasn't a flare up. And finally on my fourth visit, I went and I said, I genuinely feel like I'm dying. There is something wrong here. And I am not leaving until someone at least tests me for something, anything else, do an ultrasound, find out what's going on. I feel like I'm being ripped apart from the inside. Someone needs to help me. And I stood in my ground and I just, it's like the moment I discovered advocacy for myself. And finally someone listened and they did an ultrasound. I got rushed into surgery. It turns out I had an internal bleed and a cyst had burst on my ovary and didn't close. And so I was bleeding internally for days. And had they sent me home with another heavier medication and like knocked me out for another night, I could have died. And so it was just that pivotal moment of affirming that we do need to listen to our bodies and we do know our body's best and we do have the rights and the power to stand in that space and tell people what it is that we need oh, Amy. what a oh my gosh what a gift for you to have that that inner voice that power we, that we all have when something really disrupts us and gets your attention like that we have these screams that say, you know, this is not going to happen. We I think we, we put ourselves too much and you were like learning and seeing and trusting like, okay. And then you were seeing that there was nothing. It was just like continuously numbing and shutting, shutting it off. Like, let, we don't know what to do. Let's just keep doing, which they were doing the best they could where, where they were at. But the ownership of healing is when we step in and you really took the healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so much power when we step into our own healing journey and drive ourselves do you was like is there a background in like family was there painful periods there no no there was 
there was what was considered normal, right? When you come to that time of your life and your mom tells you, well, that's how it was for me. I had cramps. I got headaches. My PMS was through the roof. And thank God I've gone through the horrors of menopause. And here I am. Like, that's what, that's what's passed down to us nowadays. Right. So we're just right from the get go taught that that is what is normal for periods. And I'm deeply committed to helping women understand that periods are not meant to be painful. When you have symptomatic periods, it's just like, it's like a fire alarm going off in your body and it's asking you to find the fire. It's just this signal going off that's saying, Hey, I need some support and you need to go find the fire. You need to go find what's causing that because as soon as you put out the fire and give that area the support that it needs, this shuts up a little bit. It's great. And so going in, finding the fire and what's beautiful is you don't have to go fight that fire by yourself. I mean, get some handsome firemen in there with you, whatever you want. (laughs) But like there are people out there who are dedicated to helping you find that fire. And you just have to go and find something that feels good to you. Find what is aligned to you. Find someone you can work with who is willing to listen to you and work with you is the big one. And there are tons of modalities out there, millions of services, women like myself who are dedicated to helping women on this journey. And you just have to be dedicated enough and strong enough to step into that space of being in charge of your own healing and saying, you know what, I deserve more. I deserve to not be in pain every month. I deserve to have control over my hormones and my emotions versus them controlling me throughout the entire month. And I'm going to go seek whatever I need to do to gain that peace. Did you question yourself? All the time. (laughs) You might have to be more specific. (laughs) (laughs) When you took, when you took ownership, when you were like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And when you started like really doing the research on yourself, like, did you question like at this in between, you know, when you're trusting your, your hands, like with the the doctors air quote, here and then you're realizing like wait a minute so was there a questioning going back and forth there constantly for sure because we are brought up in an age where these are people that we are supposed to listen to and supposed to be able to trust to go to for these things and trust the information that they give us and run with it right we're also brought up in a space where we're not supposed to ask these kind of questions we're not supposed to question what is offered to us Mm -hmm. from these people in these positions right and so there was an internal back and forth of and I got met with a lot of comments like oh so you think you're smarter than your doctor like those kind of very unhelpful Mm -hmm. comments like I was met with a lot of those and I honestly got to a place where I was confident enough to be like you know what sometimes I feel like I am and isn't that sad yeah right sometimes I feel like I am and I said and that's what I said and and isn't that the way Like it shouldn't be that way, but it is the way that it is. That is the way that it is. When you go to a general practitioner, they are supposed to know a little bit about a lot so that they can either help you with the small things or refer you on to someone who knows more. But yet we seem to get stuck in a space of the general practitioners. I'm I'm generalizing here, not all of them. There are some great doctors out there, but just like any profession, there are some not so good ones as well. There are ones that like to be in their power and tell you what to do and not like to take your um, your recommendations or your ideas or even your questions. I had a doctor for a long time that wouldn't even let me ask questions, right? So that wasn't an aligned 
person for me mm. to be with because I like asking a lot of questions. I like to be in the knowing of what is going in on and around my body now. I didn't back then though. Going through that experience and not being allowed to ask questions and things took me down a lot of avenues that I wouldn't have gone down had I had the confidence and the belief that I could ask those kind of questions because I was on medications like you wouldn't believe. And the detriment that did to my health long-term is astounding. I was on hormone replacement therapies that like, and supporting therapies that give me such a high risk for breast cancer right now that I have to go get a breast scan every six months because I'm at such high risk for breast cancer because of the drugs I was on when I was a kid that were given to help me. Like there's just so much we don't know when we're just taking these things at other people's words without looking for ourselves and seeing if that's what feels good to us. Yeah. It's a lot. You've like give I've given you all my deepest, darkest secrets in like the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just dive in. <laughs> but so I just want to hold space as... for you for a second. What a what what a journey! What a journey Thank of you. you claiming yourself, like truly, truly, truly. It has been, and it has been a lot of a lot of mental and spiritual work as much as physical. I deeply believe we can only heal certain parts of us as much as the other parts are healed as well. So if we're on this physical healing journey, but our mentality stays down here, our physical health is actually only going to go so far, especially if we believe that change isn't possible. When I work with women who deeply believe that their periods can't be fixed, periods are supposed to be this way. This is the way that they are. Painful periods are the way that it is. We have to literally change their belief system first or else they're not even going to want to do the things that are going to get them to where they could be right? So it's a, it's a mental game as much as a physical game. And so for me, it was a lot of mental growth as well, because I used to be very victim mindset, very, very sad and not in my power of like, I can do this myself. I can find things. I can do research. And I have like, now I have a background in anatomy and physiology as well. And so that also, like when you asked about me questioning myself and things that helped me a lot to understand the human body too. So that gave me this huge passion for anatomy as is like, I totally geek out about anatomy, physiology, like getting into people's bodies. It's so cool. And then <laughs> pairing that with this passion and this purpose that has been given to me. And that's the mental journey that I've been on is I used to be this woe is me. Woe is me. Oh my gosh, I almost died. Oh, of course. Now I'm going to have breast cancer, like all of these things, right? Whereas now I can see purpose in it. I'm choosing to make my mess, my message. I'm choosing to find purpose and passion in what did happen to me and what I did go through and how can I serve others moving forward to help them avoid what I have been through. Your mess, your message. It's powerful. That's really powerful. And it was very messy. So it's a very loud message. <laughs> <laughs> Lots to say. <laughs> <laughs> How was it for you to like when you when you started really kind of grasping, you're like, wait a minute, I kind of I'm feeling like how when you came off the pain 
pills and you started switching into like, what, what was your modalities like for that? Oh, I went all over the place. I started with some physio, which moved into some cranial sacral therapy, which moved into acupuncture. And then I found a naturopath doctor. I'd never been to a naturopath. And that was this beautiful experience because I felt so heard. Mm. I felt so validated when I had told him about all of this stuff. And especially because it, it, we have this thing of like, okay, I'm going to a man doctor. How much can Let's you really say. understand and sympathize? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, um, but it was unreal. It was unreal. I felt so supported, so heard. And him saying things like, yes, this is very common for women to go through, but we can support you here. Like, and this is where I learned to look at a body as a whole. Like when we talk about period health and female health, what are we all thinking about? You're thinking about your uterus and that is it. This, along with my schooling, taught me that the body is a community. Your mm -hmm. gut health, your liver function, your sleep, and most importantly, your stress and the things you are, you are doing in your life affect your hormones just as much as anything else. Your body is this beautiful, complex community. And when one part of it is suffering, the rest starts to suffer and it gets in this negative feedback loop. And really at that point, it's just kind of getting in and breaking the loop. It's the chicken and the egg. What happened first? Did my gut health go to shit first or was it my hormones? And then that spiraled. We don't, sometimes we don't know and that's okay. You just need to go in there, break the feedback loop and start supporting something for the domino effect to happen. And then the rest feels supported. It's actually really powerful what our bodies can do with just a moment of peace and support. It's incredible because our bodies are meant to heal and self-regulate. It's incredible. We just need to give it the space to do so. Again, I digress. Naturopath was awesome, <laughs> right? It gave me all of these tools to really feel empowered again with my own choices. Like there was options I was given. Here's this option, but here's this option that might be a little more productive for you, but it could cause this. So let's like dive. Like it was just so informative. And I loved being a part of the process. And that's what really sparked that piece in me as well. Mm. So like, how long did it take you where you were not taking pain meds? I made the decision early on it was like a january let's say i'm pretty sure it was january and it was a it was definitely a we decision chris and i were together at that point mm. and we were engaged and getting married in june and i had decided in january i'm going off of everything this can includes birth control like how we feel on about that and <laughs> we were we were all in because i was told i might never even have kids and that we might have problems having kids in fact we were I was, we were getting married in June and I had a surgery booked for August to help me get pregnant, hopefully. So I went off of everything, just detoxed my body from all of that. It didn't take me very long. I think I did it over the span of the month kind of thing, which maybe isn't the safest. Like it depends what you're on. So you really yeah. have to like consult with that. Um, I was very determined to just be like, mm, like I cold turkeyed a lot of it. Um, because that's just who I was in yep. that moment. I was like that's super fed up. It was like a whole big, like, God, fuck this. Like we're going, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Um, and so it didn't uh, take very long. And then, but to me, 
not taking heavy painkillers was me dropping down to taking like a shit ton of anti-inflammatories every day Mm. and that was terrible all on its own but it was less terrible than what I was doing and so it took me a long time to stop leaning on the anti-inflammatories because it took me a while to learn that I can support my body and my pain with with plants with natural things and so that journey took a bit longer but because I had given my body a bit of space, a bit of a break, some support through these other remedies, we were actually pregnant before the wedding. And I think I was like 17 weeks or something at the wedding. Like it was incredible. And, well, you know, there was this big joke. My dad was like, oh, it's a shotgun wedding. I was like, dad, the invitations went out already. This doesn't count, but whatever you want to call it, yay. And it was actually really beautiful because it was a part of the celebration because most of the people who came knew my history and knew that I was, you know, sad about maybe not being able to have children. So it just became a special part of our day. What was, what was the moment like when you found out you were pregnant? Um, It was a lot of disbelief. Like there was like, I can't tell you how many pregnancy texts I took and then even went to the doctor and was like, these are all positive. And she's like, well, then you're pregnant. I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? I was told like I might not be able to have children. She's like, no, there's a lot of false negatives when it comes to pregnancy tests. She's like, there are no false positives. Mm. You can't have a false positive. So either you were pregnant for a minute and some people lose that pregnancy very early on. They just happen to, to take a pregnancy test that day. There are no false positives. She's like, so all of those positive tests you are holding are real you must be pregnant I'm like yeah but can you just do one can you do one like just for me like just in case she's like I yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and she did and then it was this whole it was we were shocked and we were excited and then it just became it just became so exciting like it was just such a positive thing I can only imagine like the joy that just lit up between like you taking like, wow, like where it could have went, where you could have passed and what happened like continuously, like how has it been to, to just receive that gift? Incredible. Life-changing. I mean, I, I hate for anyone to go through like an I almost died experience to come out the other side of what a beautiful thing that that can be. But it was it was a very a very empowering um, experience. Yeah, and it was also very like, holy shit, what would have happened, right? Because that was yeah. in between my two kids. So Maverick was very young when this happened he wasn't even two because I was yeah he wasn't even two so it's very scary too to think of what that would have been like to leave my son at such a young age right and then after that after my surgery they to close up the internal bleed which the doctor was incredible, the one who actually listened to me. Mm. He did this. He ended up being the one who did the surgery. And he's like, so I took pictures for you. Did you want to see? I'm like, 
you have pictures of my insides like my anatomy nerd here is just geeking out about it I was like uh yes let me see and so like showed me these pictures and he's like so here's what it looked like when I opened you up and there was just blood everywhere just everywhere and I was like mm, yeah that looks real bad he's like it was but you want to hear something really cool it's like what he's like I totally saved your ovary I was like ooh, bonus <laughs> he's like yeah because the whole backside of it was like exploded but I got it. It's fine. I'm like, mm, thanks. And so that was the moment where he was like, so when I was in there, I did the other surgeries like you've had before to clean out all the excess endometrial tissue. Your ovaries looking good. He's like, all you have to do is heal up. And if you want to have another kid, this would be the time because everything's all like nice and spotless in there for you. I was like, oh, okay. So once I healed up, we got pregnant with Corbin. And so we have two beautiful, healthy sons. And that was amazing for us. Gosh. This is so incredibly beautiful. Right? There's a lot of like beautiful oh. little moments in those scary ones. And you can see how it all pieces together. And and sometimes when we're deep in it, it's hard to see how it's going to look on the other side. It's hard to see that we're going to make it on the other side. And it's hard to see that there is either going to be a lesson or a life change or something in this muck that we can get into. But the more muck you get into and the more muck you come out of, when you get back into it, sometimes it's like, oh, you know what? This sucks, but I know something is going to happen here. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to be able to take something from this, whether I, you know, even if I can't yet I know that I will be able to, and I will be able to look back on this as a moment of something. And so that even alone, that mind frame that has been able to shift for me allows me to get through anything that is thrown at me now, for sure. I bet. Mm -hmm. I bet. Oh my gosh. Mm. <laughs> Taking me to all the deep places. <laughs> <laughs> we went from let's talk about periods to Amy almost died. How was that for you? <laughs> like, wow, okay, this got real deep real quick. Yeah, but it's like how um how does it look like for you now? Like take me through like a time like where you're now you're preparing for your monthly. Like what does it look like for you? So now, so my period used to be at minimum seven days long, very heavy. And the week, so it was like a week of heavy bleeding and all the symptoms, as well as a week of PMS leading up to it. So it's like half your month. Like that oh, shit dang, comes yeah. around very fast when you're on like a two weeks of hell, two weeks of okay kind of cycle. And then when I really had like in the height of my endometriosis, like I would have pain from that every day. And then my period would come on and it would just be like that times 10. And so it wasn't a very, it wasn't a very great existence. My quality of life wasn't great, but yet I used to push through and pretend that it was to the best of my ability, which actually caused a lot of like trauma emotionally mm. as well as this complete disassociation from my body so I'm still working very heavily on to not be up here so much it's very hard for me to like rest my mind and come down into into my body and come down into like quietness and stillness and and safety in my body which I actually find happens with a lot of women who deal with any kind of trauma even if it is a heavy painful period okay like that is its own every month that's coming and you know it's coming and it either like 
puts you down for a couple days. You still have to go to work. You're dealing with debilitating pain. You still have to parent like that in its own. And that cycling through is its own level of physical and mental trauma, really. And especially when we're told it's normal. We're told like, that's what we're supposed to be going through. Oh my gosh. So my period was like, I was a hot mess, hot mess. And so when I started to begin to learn about my body, learn about hormone cycles, learn about what I can do to support myself naturally, that was huge. I started shifting. I finally got off of the anti-inflammatories. That was a big one. My gut health thanked me so much those are hard on your gut. Oh my goodness. And so I started healing my gut along with, you know, healing my hormones and those two together just created such um, beautiful results. And so now when I'm gearing up for my period, it's a, it's a mindset for sure. It's a understanding of what those few days are going to look like for me, because now I have it to three days. I have it to three days. My heaviest day is my second day and, or my first day, depending on where it falls. If it happens in the evening, it's kind of more the next day. And, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a breeze. Like I notice it's there. I know that it's there and I know my energy is a little bit lower and I know that my body's going to need a little bit of different foods. And I just know how to support myself, what essential oils I'm going to be using, how I'm not going to be doing a crazy hard workout, but I still want to move my body and how that should look. Our... Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I feel like I have so much to say. I have so like many different avenues I could take this, but as a whole, your menstrual cycle is not just those seven days, those three to seven days. It is a whole 26 to 34 day cycle that you are continuously circling. Mm. We do not just live on a 24 hour clock. Yes, we have that 24 hour clock within us, our sleep wake cycle for sure. And men were very different from men because men have a hormonal 24 hour cycle. They get a new boost of testosterone every day. We do not do that as women. Yeah, we have that 26 to 34 day cycle. So those are the healthy ranges, by the way, 26 to 34 days. If you're like more than that or less than that, then that's um, an indicator that something needs support. And so when we're going through this whole cycle, we're not looking at our bodies and as our routines and our weeks as this cycle. So we'll go through and our hormones have to plummet and bottom out for our period to be triggered. That's what happens. But then it starts to build back up. And then some weeks as women, we notice, hey, I feel like extra fun this week. I feel more Mm -hmm. energized. I crushed my workouts this week. I felt like going dancing. I wanted to visit with my friends. So I made plans to do a spin class and go to the bar next Friday. And I am like, ready. I am feeling great. And then the next week comes and you're like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I do not want to do a spin class. I do not want to go to the bar this Friday night. I want to hermit. I want to eat my snacks and I don't want to see anybody because you are literally a different being. Feel so seen. Right? (laughs) Anybody resonate? Anyone out there at all? How many times have you done that? Right? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, girls, like, let's go dancing next Friday. I am feeling it next Friday. Come (laughs) to like, if I wear anything other than sweatpants, I will stab somebody. Like, we are different beings <laughs> through this cycle. So what happens is our estrogen and our testosterone comes up and then we ovulate. And that's when we are feeling awesome. 
we have energy, we're doing workouts, we're being consistent, we're feeling social. And then that comes down (laughs) after ovulation and our progesterone goes up, but our progesterone makes us feel cozy. It gives us nice, relaxing vibes. And this is where you'll notice if you have PMS leading up to your period, your progesterone isn't coming up as well as it should be because you're not getting that relaxed vibe. You're getting, I'm going to murder you vibes, right? Mm. That's because you're like all over the place. So that's a good indicator. If you have PMS, like your progesterone might need a little support to like bring you down a little bit. And so we are, we're just these different beings throughout this cycle. It's not just about our periods and knowing about this cycle and being able to work with it helps our periods. If we're supporting each phase, I love using the analogy of, of seasons because it's one we can all relate to. I mean, maybe not you down in Florida. Like, do you know what winter's like? I don't know. I mean, right. Can we pretend, you know, (laughs) Like a tiny so bit. So here we have four seasons <laughs> up here in good old Canada. And um, it's like that. So your period is your inner winter. And I want you to picture what winter feels like when we experience it externally. We want to go inward. We want to stay cozy. We mm. do not want to be running and jogging outside. It's friggin' cold out. We want to be inside. Maybe doing some nice stretching yoga in front of the fireplace. Like that's what we want to be doing. And then spring comes. And with spring comes new life, new energy, new awareness. And we feel that internally. Our inner spring is what is our follicular phase. Things are happening. And then we go into ovulation. And ovulation is like hot girl summer. Here for it. We are margs, skinny dipping to the beach. Like we love it. <laughs> right? That's our internal summer is our ovulation. And then we come back down and slowly ease into a fall, which is preparing us for our winter. And our body is doing that every 26 to 34 days. And so when you can learn to flow with that, instead of fighting against it all the time, your periods become easier. It's really fascinating. It's something I could talk about for a long time. And it's I like do. you're building a healthy relationship because other than that it's like ah fuck here it comes again oh I can't do that or it's like we actually have to embrace the relationship that we have with ourselves yes absolutely and to understand ourselves Mm -hmm. it like forces us to understand ourselves because my luteal phase my fall might look different than your fall and so we're gonna have to like lean into that a little bit okay well where do you need support in that phase if that phase is the hardest phase for you if it's your PMS and it's headaches and it's crappy leading into your period. Okay, well, what what exercises align with that time? How can we be preparing for your period better in that time by giving you like iron rich foods during this time? Like we, your phases can dictate your social calendar, your workout calendar, your your diet. It is fascinating, fascinating. Your caffeine intake. You can tell when you're more sensitive to caffeine. It's cool. It's very cool. It's like this blueprint for your body that you can read and get to know. And by doing that, your periods can become more peaceful. It's completely fascinating. I love how your, your wound became your superpower. Feel it. I need, I need a cape. (laughs) You absolutely fucking do. (laughs) Need a cape. Everyone's like, Oh, what's that? It's my period cape. Thanks for noticing. (laughs) Oh my, there's, I feel like I need to have you back on to like, cause there's so much that we could go on here. Like what, um, oh my gosh, there, would there be, 
for so many things. I know uh, we kind of went all over the place. It's beautiful. A lot of things. Um, I mean, I hope that if any of this landed, it just brought awareness that there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel that like, isn't a train ready to smack you in the face. It's actually like a light that is yeah. a peaceful period. It can happen. It is possible. It is what is normal for our bodies if we choose to do so that your body internally is a community and as a community it interacts with your external environment as well mm. your external environment feeds your internal environment and vice versa and all of those things can contribute to a healthier happier period once you get to know them and any healing journey like we said earlier, it's not linear. You're going yeah. to have these dips and find adjustments and pivots that need. But as long as you're trending upwards and being consistent and knowing that there is this goal at the end, like that's the beauty of the experience and the journey. And I'm a deep believer in small, consistent action over time creates big change. I would love to say that in, you know, tomorrow you can do these 10 things and your period is going to be happy and peaceful this next time. There are things I can give you that you can do, but it's actually better to do them small and incrementally over time so that it creates long lasting results and, and healthy habits. When we do the peaceful period project, I call them harmony habits and I give you one mm -hmm. every week. And so you can build on that habit throughout the week and find the ones that serve you best and work on those ones the most and let go of the ones that don't feel right yet. But then you have them in your tool belt and you can come back to them when you feel like you need another boost, another adjustment. It's, um, it's definitely not a one size fits all. That's why it's so important to equip yourself with so much information and, and, and different tools that you can grab from your tool belt that work for you. Mm, so many things I have to say about that, but <laughs> know that it is an individual journey know that you are not meant to live in pain know that there is peace and that is how a period should be and that just because something is common throughout the community of women doesn't make it normal or okay and that there is help out there for you and you don't have to have less of a quality of life because your periods are crap and you were told that that's just the card you were dealt mm. would you have any um recommendation recommendations for supplements you're like how much time <laughs> do you have oh my goodness first of all let me give you my 10 minute tangent on why supplements are mostly crap no <laughs> <laughs> okay so yes supplementation is beautiful and there are some great companies out there but it's something you have to be very aware of it's an unregulated system so someone could literally make them in their basement with whatever they want to put them on the shelf and sell them. So definitely uh, quality control is very important when you're coming to sub, um, supplementation. But I think what I would give you to walk away with is before you add in supplements, the first most important step is actually avoidance. Mm. Avoidance of what is not serving you before you have the space physically and mentally to add in what is serving you and what is going to serve you, right? If you are out in the sun and you are getting burnt, which is very close to home right now, I have the 
reddest like ash cheeks that you wouldn't even believe right now from the line of my bathing suit I like missed an inch from the line down from my bathing suit I'm just missed it with the sunscreen okay so for picture you know Amy's ass cheeks burning in the sun and for me to treat that mm. would I stay in the sun and try and put some stuff on there or should I get out of the sun first get out of the sun and then start putting on you know the lavender and the aloe vera and everything else that you can think of because that hurts <laughs> right <laughs> like shift in my seat <laughs> but it's avoidance right it's avoidance same thing you put your hand in a hot pot it's burning you're not going to start putting lavender in the hot water hoping it helps you got to take your hand out of the water first you got to get rid of the thing mm -hmm. that's causing the burn and so avoidance learning about like endocrine disruptors in your environment, like you can set up your home for success for your hormones and for periods. You can get toxin-free period products. That's huge. You can start switching out things that aren't serving you and maybe are causing. So I'm going to use anti-inflammatories as an example. It's kind of a, like a hot topic because yes, they do work. And yes, they do help you. But over time, if you are taking them consistently, they are absolutely contributing to your painful period. Hmm. And so learning to equip your things that can serve you without the long-term effects that are actually going to like mess up the goal that you have is huge. I use a lot of essential oils for that and Epsom salt baths, those kind of things. Like there's lots you can do, but the avoidance for sure. And then a lot of women have to go through a, like a belief system check yeah first like belief systems oh my gosh like they stand for bs for a friggin reason right like we're ingrained that women have to be in pain i can't oh i can't invest in myself or take care of myself physically because then i'm taking away from my children my spouse my household like that's a that's another belief system that we need to like shift because if you are not doing well None of that stuff is doing as well as it could be either. If you are not at full capacity, you are not serving all those other spaces at full capacity. If you once a month are in this detrimental space where you actually can't show up, you are not, you know, your best self at work, your best self as a parent, your best self as a spouse. Are you really taking away from them by investing in yourself and, and, and your healing journey? Or are you adding to it? right? We can't give from an empty cup. We can't give our best without feeling our best. And so there's just a lot to unpack there, but you know, what if what is best for you is what is best for everyone around you? Mm. And what if you healing your period trauma now is what is best for the next generation of women coming into this space, right? We have the peaceful period prequel. Now it's like this mini module it's only four modules four weeks where we um you get young girls together and, and go through all of that with them and empower them at a young age and so that's really huge because the biggest feedback I get is I wish I knew this when I was younger I wish I haven't gone through all of these years just accepting what was when I could have shifted that that's the biggest feedback I get and so that really sparked the the passion for the vision of the prequel project so that was um, really neat. But again, we only know what we know. We can't give ourselves shit for things we didn't know in the past. 
we can only move forward with what we know now. So what do you know now and what are you going to do with it? Yes, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the next best time is now. Same with your health. You can always do something. It's never too late. I love that you're doing this for the, that's going to be, that's so deeply healing for you too. Yes. Oh my goodness. Talk about like reliving some stuff there. Hey, but it's, it's beautiful to be like, Hey, what did I need to hear in this moment? What did I wish I knew? Right. And how, how can I give these girls enough confidence with their period so that they have a lot of body confidence moving forward so that it serves them even on a greater level. Like there's just so much that this, that this gives. And it's, it's very based in like, bring, bring someone in with you. Like I love for them to do it with a parent because we do talk about how can we have this as a, a normalcy in your home, not just with yourself. How can this be supported Mm -hmm. in your home? I have boys. They absolutely know what mommy's body is going through and that mommy needs a piece of chocolate. (laughs) can I get you a blanket do you need your chocolate bar that you save for this once a month like what (laughs) right like it's a normal part of our household and that is something that I really want to create in other households right a girl and their moms come on and do this together because I want to be able to support parents in supporting their girls through this transition as well right and so then there's a time where we like okay well how can we create this environment in the household as well right? How can dad and brother also be on board with some really positive communication around this? Let's not not let it be something that gets made fun of or that it's a joke around the house. How can we make this an empowering space and a normal space? Wow. Generational healing right now. There's so much. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, I'm so proud of you. It's so inspiring. Just like I'm at loss of words. And I knew that I would, I knew that I would be. Yeah, there was a lot said today. (laughs) Not even where I was planning on going. Like, I don't need to tell them like all my deep, dark secrets on this. No, pulled it right out of me. (laughs) I know. And then I I was like, let me go. I was like, I can go deeper. Let me just keep doing. I was like, no, hold on. Let me just take a second. Let me take this because I'll I'll do that. And I say that too, you know, when, when you guys are listening, like I, I like, I like for us to go to the depths of the darkness within ourselves because the only thing that comes from that is the light afterwards. Cause it's, if you hide in the darkness, that's exactly where you're going to stay. But if you actually kind of like peek and you unravel it, like, Oh, I feel lighter. Like if I say this, Oh, I feel lighter. Like, Oh, I don't know if I should say this. Oh, and you feel lighter and it just moves through your body and you'll probably feel quite a bit of a shift, you know, through the next few days, just by having this conversation from like going into this. Yeah, I will, because it's been a while that I've gotten that deep with it. Actually, it's been a while since I've told that part of my story. And I do like to share parts of my story and my experience, because it's actually what connects me to other women. That's when women come up to me and say, Oh my gosh, me too. Right. That was, yeah. so I do, I do a lot of public speaking on women's health and um, I do events and things. And I used to just stick to technicalities. Here's how your body works. Here's how you can support it. Go forth, do the things. 
but if you one, if you're not shifting belief systems and you know yeah. talking about their emotions, they're not going to go do the things. Mm-hmm. But two, I wasn't connecting to them with my story too, right? I wasn't connecting in, hey, I used to suffer like you suffer. And here is how I came out of that suffering and can help you do the same. There was, there was that disconnect. And so when I started getting into the emotion, sharing my story, that's when women really heard me. And we're like, hey, like me too. Like I, I go through that. I have endometriosis. Like one in six to eight women do. It's, it's a, it's a thing. And so it just, you know, if you have something to share and if you have a story on your heart, I encourage you to share it because it will help someone either share their story or gain some healing through yours. Completely. Completely. I bet you your talks are phenomenal. Thank you. I enjoy it a lot. Everyone's like, really? You like to public speak? Like public speaking is one of the, <laughs> like it's people's top fear, like more than mm-hmm. dying. Like people would rather die than get up on stage and talk to a group of people. And you know what? I used to think the same thing. Like, why would anyone do that? But I'm telling you right now, when you have something to say mm. and you have bodies sitting that are going to listen to what you have to say, it is an entirely different perception. I bet. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's medicine for you and it's medicine for others. And you love to, you know, share and light people up. So I can imagine like, do you get, do you get nervous beforehand? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I'm writing a presentation right now, actually. I'm flying like out West. So across the country, actually where I just moved from to do an event at the end of this month where I get to go and speak and talk on what I'm calling holistic healing for hormones. And uh, I'm writing it right now because I needed to write a new one. Do you ever feel like, like sometimes I feel like I grow so much in like a week. Well, it's been almost a, right. It's been almost a year since I've done a speaking event. And so I was like, well, I could just use the presentation I did last year because it was so good and it landed very well. And I got such good feedback from it. So I was reviewing it the other day. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, it's garbage. <laughs> it wasn't, but you know how you change, yeah. yes. you evolve. And it's been yes. almost a year. Like I'm, I'm not the same person who wrote that, who presented that. So now I got to write this whole new one and I have to, you know, have it done by the 17th and I'm flying by the seat of my pants here, but it feels good. I'm excited to get back on stage and to speak some life into some women. Do you feel super high afterwards? Yes. (laughs) And like super relieved because there's this buildup up until that moment. Like I feel it even right now, this like anticipation (laughs) and the pressure and the excitement and the, like, I feel it up until the moment I walk off stage and then it's like, (sighs) okay, now I can relax. And I just sit down, (laughs) I relax, I talk to people, like, it's like I can breathe. (laughs) <laughs> it's a it's a beaming like from from you afterwards like oh i did it 100 yeah. percent. and it's always i mean people always are so gracious and want to come up to you and talk to you afterwards as one of the presenters and things and that's one of my favorite parts is to hear how i connected to people wow. i'm excited for you Thank you. And I'm very open to connecting to anyone. Like you can find me on Instagram, like go into my DMs, talk to me, ask it's me your true. questions, tell me your period stories. I would love to hear them and would love to uh, give you any insight that I can and support you in any way that I can. Mm. She's, you're amazing. You're absolutely amazing. And what you guys will hear, like 
it's it's not you're gonna feel her energy so immersely and she's exactly like that if you just like message her it's always it's always there it's always there so i'm excited for whoever feels called to reach out to you and please do not hesitate to like reach out to her please do please do um i want to do some fire questions with you okay (laughs) that sounds exciting (laughs) (laughs) these are these are a little bit more like lighter you know what's your favorite song to jam out to oh man it depends what mood i'm in that's a whole that's a whole realm music it actually I just made this connection recently because I'm so suppressed and because I don't live in my body or and I never used my voice or things like that Mm. I have such a love for music such a love for music like I need it I crave it I have to have it every day um and it turns out that's because that's the only time I would use my voice and get into my body and I would turn this off and so music is actually very healing for me. And now that I know that, I use it very intentionally. Oh, right. Wow. And so there is nothing wrong with using music to help you express emotion, to help you work through emotion. Like when I am like angry and frustrated, it's like, hey, mommy's going for a drive and I'm going by myself so I can listen to my metal thing. <laughs> yes. That's what I go do. Right. <laughs> like, and I'm, yeah. I'm like closet metal head over here, though. I like, I. <laughs> I remember when I was saying, I was like, you listen, you listen, we were like switching, like going, sharing songs back and forth with each other. <laughs> oh, but I also have such like, I've been on such a kick of like, I love everything from the 50s, 60s and 70s. Mm. Oh my gosh. Like what beautiful generations of music. Like that's my constant playlist right now. Right. The 80s. There's a few good ones in the 80s, right? And then the 90s were great. 90s alternative is just like, ooh, it's so good. It like feeds my soul and my inner like angsty teenager. There's so much. I could go off about music forever. So I have, I pretty much have like a theme for everything I'm going through. What's your, like if you were to put on a song right now, what would that be? Ooh, I feel very alive right now. I love these conversations. So it probably actually would be Alive by P.O.D. It's a good song. Mm. Um, what's your, what's your favorite thing to eat? Again, so based on mood. I love tacos. <laughs> Honestly, if you see me going for tacos and like, man, just like I'm coming right now, right now we're going for tacos. Um, like I love fish tacos. I love also like any kind of taco is always, always very exciting. I love sushi though, too. It's like, depends. Is it like a taco day or a sushi day? That's Those true. Are two of my favorites. Um, if you could have dinner with three to four people alive or have passed, who would those be? I I think that's different on whatever season that I'm in, but right now I'm in a season of, I love connecting with like-minded people. Sometimes when you go on a growth journey and you do all of these things and find out so much about yourself, like you, you start to actually disconnect from a lot of people. You mm-hmm. notice that there's Completely. like a shift that happens yeah. because people, people can't resonate with you anymore almost. And it's kind of this shift that happens. Either they come with you or they kind of don't. Yeah. And so I deeply crave like this vibe of, of friends right now who 
would love to just like be themselves and sit around and have deep good conversations like this so just off the top of my head like like we should have dinner like let's go for tacos you please and me. <laughs> um i'm working very closely with alan you know alan oh Lazarus. yeah yes right now him and i do a lot together i'm working like with them now too um because i deeply believe in holistic self-improvement so him and i do a lot of work together so i'd love to like sit down with him because he's allowed me to pour some love into what he does and his presentations and things so we have a really good back and forth so i would love to just hang out with like you him mm, let's throw in oh my gosh i don't even know there's so many people i would love <laughs> Like, I would love to sit down with Brendan Burchard. Mm. So, like, I love holistic people, right? Yeah. I find that about you, about Alan, Brendan Burchard, they're all about holistic. It's not like, hey, you need to do this one thing to be successful. Hey, you need to do this one thing to be healthy. Like, no, we know that there are all parts of us that need to be served to mm -hmm. thrive. Um, so I think those would be like my top three right now. I love, I'm honored to be a part of it. Yeah, we would have fun going for tacos and Mark's. It'd be good be so good we need to make this happen <laughs> be so good yeah what do you um what do you want to be remembered as i want to be remembered as someone who made even a little bit of a dent in the progression of women's health i'd say you're doing it Thanks. There's personality traits I want to be remembered for, for sure, right? But at like the core of what it is that I contribute, I would like it to be that. Mm. Um, I'm going to have you, if you are open to it, closing your eyes <sighs> and taking a deep breath in. And after um, our conversation today, keeping your eyes closed, um, I want you to write down something that you would like to burn today, something to release out. Mm. And I would love if you felt that you could share that, what that burn would be for you. Yeah, I would write down that I'm ready to keep releasing all of those like parts of me that are no longer serving me and still holding me back, like, like the disconnect from my body. I would love to be able to release some of those blocks to be able to get deeper into that. I'm going to take another deep breath in. Um, and then something that you would like to bring in with light to that area. Mm, I would love to bring in more space, more space that I can fill with like helping more people that just fills my heart so much. And I would love to call in more space of myself so I can serve greater. Taking one more deep breath in. It's your last day on earth. 
can open up your eyes. What do we want to do? What would you like to do with your last day? Ooh, I would go fishing. <laughs> Love fishing. Yeah. With my family, for sure. It's one of my favorite things. It's funny, I made the connection that it's like music for me. A certain kind of fishing is one of the things that like just shuts this down because you're so mm. focused on casting in the right spot and reeling and then casting again and like what's happening. It keeps me very present, which is something I'm really working on. So it's it's funny when I notice like like when I'm listening to music and when I'm fishing, those are the two moments that it's easiest for me to be present and still. <sighs> Mm. I'm glad you have those tools and you and you know that those are your tools too. Yeah. I mean it took me to the age of 35 to figure that out, but like <laughs> I encourage you to find those things for yourself. <laughs> like what keeps you present? What excites you, but like keeps you calm and still and quiet and time passes very easily when you're doing these things because that's when that's when you're in a good space. And it's good to make sure you're going into that space once in a while. Right. I can't go fishing all the time. I can't, you know have my music blaring in the house all the time and things, but I make sure that I do make time for those things. Cause those are cup filling for me. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. Although my son outfished me the other day. So that's like something I'm going to have to come to terms with. You look pleased. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyebrows are fantastic. <laughs> like celebrated the crap out of him, but behind the scenes, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I better catch a fish. I <laughs> I caught little ones that were like half the size of his, but like, no, he outfished me. And I think that's as a, as a parent, something we all have to be ready for when our kids start to like outshine us. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I taught you so well, but like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. God. Thank you for having me. That was really fun. So sacred. So sacred. Seriously. Um, any last words that you would that you feel called? Even if you don't, that's okay. I, I said a lot. You want to say anything? I'm surprised you didn't ask me what my favorite animal was. I expected that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your favorite animal? Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, my spirit animal is the manatee, which is why I need to come down to Florida. <laughs> for multiple reasons right <laughs> yeah. yeah manatees are my favorite they're basically like chubby mermaids who swim around and float through life and eat snacks all the time and are like solid parents and they love to travel it's right up my alley <laughs> i would say i'm a sloth <laughs> sloths are so cute <laughs> it's so slow just processing and processing and then sleeping you know grounding in it like really processing it again and then moving a little more and then taking more time to integrate no i like it it's great <laughs> it's great it, te it teaches me a lot and then uh also yeah. half like frenchy like my my dog i would definitely say because he's like sprint of energy and then the other sloth so it's like the combo of the two Sloth oh my Frenchie. gosh, Frenchies are my favorite. Best. They're so sweet. I love them. Um, yeah, but that 
randomly came to my head like she didn't ask me what my favorite animal was that was my closing thought uh but no I think (laughs) I think I said it all earlier just remember that periods are not meant to be painful you can have a peaceful period and that just because it's common doesn't make it normal or okay and there are people out there who are willing to help you who have also gone on this journey and have gone from pain to peace that you can lean on talk to like there's just there is a space of healing that is ready for you when you're ready for it and to, to not ignore, like, we're like, oh, you know, tomorrow, 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 Monday, Monday. Listen to when it's taking ownership for yourself. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It can be today. It can be today. Mm-hmm. Even if it's uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. you're going to do something great, right? How many things yes. happen when we're comfortable? How <sighs> many great things happen when we're comfortable? Not as many as when we're slightly uncomfortable, but deeply curious. Curiosity yes. creates beauty in our life. So like get curious, dive in, be uncomfortable, reach out, do the things. Yep. A hundred percent. Where do they find you? Um, mostly on Instagram is the easiest way. I share a lot of content on periods and women's health and things there, as well as uh, I'm very active in my DMs and stuff there as well. Mm. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. So much. I can't wait to like for us to have time together in person. I feel like I we will just like be beaming with energy off of each other. Yes, I know. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, continuously keep stepping into everything that you are and more and unravel things that you hide from. Those are going to be your biggest gifts that you will dive into and um, really just get curious on what you're ignoring right now. Mm -hmm. And know that that ignore has a gift in it. Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being here until next time. Take care. I also want to mention that I have a few spots open right now. So if you feel that you feel called to, if you feel called to come on to a soul diving, soul cleanse journey, if you feel like you're at a point in your life where you're, you're ready to let go, you're tired of being stuck, you're ready for more within yourself, you're ready to step into your worth, you're ready to come into all of this and more within yourself reach out, reach out, and let's set up a soul consultation and see if we are the right match for each other. This is a relationship. We're about to go into a journey together. See if this is an aligned for you. I'm going to tell you right now that this is not an easy journey. This is not an easy journey. It's you really coming home into yourself. This is such transformative work but you're coming home into a home that you've always wanted within yourself. And you're like, I don't even know what that looks like. Let's build it. It's you coming home to you. So if you feel called to, and you're feeling called to do some soul diving work, reach out, reach out and let's, let's dive into you. And this is a custom journey. We are not the same humans here. All of us are different, complicated, complex. We all have different stories but this is tailored to you. We tap into you and your journey. And how that works is through movement, through breath work, through Reiki, through journaling, through so many different modalities. 
to know that you are going to really dive into everything that you are and more. And the only way that that happens is if you allow yourself to really let go and be in that vulnerable state to go within yourself and look and see and to honor all of the waves that come through it. This work is so transformative. It is unbelievably magical. It is raw. It is vulnerable. It is everything. But the only way that it happens is when you come into it for you. I can't convince you to go there. So if you feel called to do this and you're ready to do this for you, please reach out. I only have a few spots open right now, but if this feels like it's reaching out to you, you're feeling like you're really ready to go into a transformative journey, let's talk. Soul Divers, always remember to keep choosing you, to keep choosing you, to never turn your back on you, to know that you are absolutely incredible and you are amazing. You are amazing. You are love, you are light, you are everything that you can imagine. You are your own superpower. And for you to come into you is the biggest gift that you can do for yourselves and for the world that we're in. The more that we come into ourselves and be who we are truly to the core, we get to remind others that they can do the same while we get to be with ourselves. So much love and I can't wait to hear from you. <laughs>